And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. No matter. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Dr. Brainenstein. But isn't 11 just a fancy way of saying one teen? Welcome, everybody, once again to the Animated Cast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about episode 11 of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right. We're going to revisit all the cultural references and gags. And in the end, we're going to give this spooky episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, my brother Nathan. Trick or treat. And trick or treat. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, welcome, everybody. This This episode's coming out on... Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, so <laughs> to celebrate where we're celebrating, I'm so glad we're going back to like, you know, having inappropriately uh, put uh, holiday episodes. <laughs> Here we it's are. like the complete opposite. Of- yeah, exactly. When did we talk about a Halloween episode of Animaniacs? Oh, of course you talk about it on Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> but such is such is this show. You know, it just happens the way it happens. And yes, today we're talking about Another Animaniacs uh, Halloween episode. This one features the segments Phantomaniacs, Fear and Laughter in Burbank, Bride of Pinky, and Things That Go Bump in the Night. Yes. And if someone were to ask you about this spooky, spooky episode, what would you tell them, Nathan? Oh, it's too scary. Stay home, kids, and watch the episode because it's spooky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stay home with your flashlight, with Mr. Flashlight. And Kelly, what about you? I would say there's actually a theme running through all the segments today. Wow. Even the theme song. I know. There, that is <laughs> themed out. Let this me is tell the you. most thematic episode, I think, of the, se- the season. Well, it definitely made a difference for me, and I can't wait to get into the discussion of it. But before we do, we got, you know, we all know, of course, that this is from season one of the Animaniacs reboot, which, of course, premiered on. Friday, November 20th of 2020. But Nathan, why don't you tell us some uh, November 20th trivia with the November... Twi- I can't even say it. It's the November trivia. See, I can't do it again. Oh my gosh. Try it one more time. Nathan, why don't you go, go ahead and give us some November 20th trivia by first giving us the November 20th trivia theme song. You can try to say it, but you can't, because November 20 is hard to say. It's hard to say if your name is Joey. And I was going to cut out all that mess up right there. Uh, now, you to say. now you can't. Or I guess you could. Well, you made it actually, you know what? You, you, you made it a little easier on me. Now I don't have to worry about editing that. So yeah, I guess go. it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> now I just have to be embarrassed about not being able to say November 20th trivia. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Nathan, what happened on November 20th? Oh, so many spooky things happened on November 20th. Uh, like in 1993, 
Kayla Perkins was born and she appeared in Bloody Sisterly Love and Kill Granny Kill, Whoa. Nightmare Fuel, oh. The Kill Billies, Santa Claus versus the Zombies, Halloween Homecoming, all these spooky movies she was I've in. I've never heard of any of these films. I've never heard of them either. But bad. She, and she was born in 1993? Yeah. She's been in she... all these spooky wow. movies. Uh, <laughs> That's um, something Ming Na Win. Uh, who's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was also born, but she was also in Prom Night. Spooky Prom Night. Um, she was not in, born in 1993, though. No, she was born uh, in 1963, so 30 years wow. prior. She looks so, great for... Uh, yeah, right? Uh, Frankenstein in 1931. This is very thematic. This didn't come out in 1930. Uh, this came out in 1931. But did not come out on November twentieth, but November twenty first, and I thought I should mention it because it's so close to the day. Oh, then, like, you know, it's also possible that some people might have snuck into the theater and start. You know, right? somebody if I back came then out on a midnight 30s. showing. You know, and yeah, those those popular midnight showings in the thirties, <laughs> and like you know, watch it uh, on the east or on the west coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Everybody in the nineteen thirties, they got on their phones and they all tweeted about it. It was a yeah. Big so they're event. hearing about it on the twentieth, I'm sure. So. <laughs> There's yes. your November 20th trivia. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Spooky Thank you edition. so much. Spooky edition. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nathan, for that. Well, let's go ahead and get right into our episode discussion. And we're going to start off with Phantom Maniacs. Maniacs was written by Wellesley Wilde. It was directed by Katie Rice. And, uh, well, basically, this is uh, like a little movie that I've never seen. Uh, Poltergeist. Uh, what? I know. I haven't seen it yet. It's I keep spooky. Seeing... It's spooky. <laughs> well, I've also it. never seen and it. And so. it was produced by Spielberg. And I've heard that basically a lot of people say it was kind of directed by Spielberg, too, in a lot of ways. I think he, yeah, that's that's what's said. But he was he was um, filming ET actually at around the same time, um, nearby. So he was on set a lot, and um, I, I think wrote the story or at least um, developed the story. So he might and, have been uh, like a co-director or something at the very. Um, yeah, of. I mean, it depends on who you, <laughs> you talk to. I mean, he he definitely was part of the process, and a lot of the the scary stuff in there was based on his own childhood fears, like clowns and trees and things like that all right well anyway the, the this is a, a family is asleep mom and dad and little kids are all asleep in bed and uh this the the tv is all, all staticky and all of a sudden the warners pop out and they're ghosts and they're going around the house they're wreaking havoc havoc around the place and uh and you know at one point i think they even throw some underwear and it lands on the dad's head. The dad is very happy with that, which is kind of a little creepy. Uh, but at any rate, uh, Wacko sees a stuffed clown and uh, the cat, and Wacko, of course, is scared by the clown. But um, the cat turns the TV off or switches something on the TV, which sucks the Warners back into the TV. But the little blonde girl, who looks very similar to the little blonde girl in Poltergeist, uh, goes back and uh, looks at the TV and uh, says, "They're 
What did she say? They're back or they're here? They're or, they're back. Or so, yeah, they're back. But in the movie, Poltergeist, she says they're here. Okay, good. Okay, I was just making sure I'm not getting those two mixed up, and I basically did. But at any rate, they go right <laughs> into the theme song. The theme song is uh, purpley. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of cool to see. The it's the it's it's the same basic theme song except it looked very purple. Uh, uh, there's some added sound effects too. There's some cool little ooh, yeah. goes right to the variable verse which is must eat brainy must eat brainy and uh that which is uh, also thematic yeah yeah and they look pretty creepy eating ralph's brain right there or about to eat ralph's brain because they're like all zombie warners um then that's your opening right there uh what did you guys think about it uh nathan let's start with you um that was it was fun it really gets you in the the spirit of uh valentine's day or um <laughs> i mean halloween uh <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's uh i mean i've never seen poltergeist so I, I can't yeah what's wrong with the two of you i don't know i'm sorry go watch it uh, okay, okay let's sorry goodbye. i'll be back pause it wow what a what that a, was really good i was, was really a lot good. better I than was i thought so it was scary. actually i really yeah i was scared <laughs> yeah he ripped his I mean, face off like, but I would see it again. Uh, a weird house. Yeah. <laughs> a burial ground. Yeah. We, we saw you it all right. You never told me. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We saw it all. We're not. Well, evidently, you know yeah. quite a bit about it now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm well, sorry you we, had to sit we, here we for lie? like two hours. Would we lie? Would yeah, we just, Kelly would we just, just sitting here on the Zoom. Yeah. Poor waiting Kelly for us for to get two back. hours. But we're back. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Kelly, what did you think about the opening? Oh, I, I liked it. I love Poltergeist. It's it's one of my favorite movies and loved uh, the reference to it. And uh, yeah, it's all spooky and kind of goes along with, with everything. Yes. Well, let's go ahead and continue our spooky discussion with the first segment, which is Fear and Laughter in Burbank. And Fear and Laughter in Burbank was written by Greg White, Kathleen Chen, and Brian Polk. And it was directed once again by Katie Rice. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Fear and Laughter in Burbank? All right. Well, it is Halloween time and the Warners are trick-or-treating. They're starting off uh, on a studio set, though. They're trying to get uh, Dracula to give them candy. They're all dressed up as the Marx Brothers. We got... uh, Groucho and uh, the other two, uh, Harpo, and then what's the uh, what's her face? We have, we have uh, Chico, Chico, <laughs> Dot is dressed as Chico. Uh, anyways, they get kicked out of there, and then they go to the first house they see. Uh, they see, keep saying trick or treat, but no one gives them candy. And trick or treat, and trick or treat, and trick or treat. Because in front of it. Uh, there's a little bowl of candy says take one so they all take a candy wacko's piece of candy though is this whole glob of gum candy and it rolls out of his hand and down into a sewer hello there wacky i see you dropped your candy oh no here you want it back 
No, thank you. It's been in the sewer. What about the five-second rule? And then, you know, we don't see it's a clown until he comes out right now. He's a clown. And, of course, Wacko is afraid of clowns. But um, he decides that this clown is a cutie. And because he his eyes remind him of his own eyes because they could both go weird or something. Yeah, I don't know. like fish eyes or something. Fish like eyes. That. Yeah. guy's a cutie. His eyes are like mine. Post-recording note. Did you just hear what I just heard? When the whippoorwill whippers in the wind, the wind can whipper back. Oh, nice and chubby baby. That's right. Mr. Clown song from Clown and Out goes, It's it makes an appearance in this episode. That's pretty cool. Although it is also important to note that uh, right before that song is sung, Dr. Scratch and Sniff describes clownophobia and says that Wacko becomes... That he becomes kooky and extremely unpredictable. <laughs> oh, I'd hate to see the clowns that meets up with Wacko. That's an important thing to note, I think, because Wacko doesn't necessarily become scared when he sees a clown, but uh, acts out and actually... Uh, the if anything, Nickelwise should have been scared of Wacko from the beginning, as we all know. Anyway, back to our previously recorded episode. Oh, nice and chubby baby. Well, uh, this way. clown tells the the Warners that his name is. Nickelwise. Nickelwise, right. and that <laughs> it was hard. Uh, he's a dancing clown. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number one, I don't blame you for not uh, remembering his name off the top of your head because they only call him, I think, Nickel Wise at the very beginning. And then yeah. the rest of it, they start calling him different names uh, as an ongoing <laughs> joke. I still but, think they should have called him Nickelback. And Nick- I think they should have called him Pound Foolish. Yes. Because that's Joey doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Pennywise, Pound Foolish. I think right. it should have been, you know, the writers, though, I, I don't think it yes. would have been the Warners calling him Pound Foolish. <laughs> but then they wouldn't have been able to come up with all the different That's uh, names. True. We'd have to come up with different puns for and Pound Foolish. Probably wouldn't have been as good. But I, I do agree with Kelly that they should have said Nickelback at some point, which I think that would have been really hilarious um, because that mm. is truly the scariest thing out there. <laughs> uh, but uh, what is a dancing clown? We talked about the, you know what, a dancing clown. He's a dancing clown. I have no um, idea if that's a reference to something in It because I've never seen It and obviously uh, this – Oh, you know what? I I think he does do a weird dance in It. Well, when I type dancing clown – oh, okay. When I type dancing clown on Google, it, it, it shows up. Okay. So it must be something to do with uh, It. If you type dancing Pennywise, he also – there's a video of him dancing. Yeah. It says, I, think. I don't know. Yeah, it says it in the in on Wikipedia. It says it's the shape shifting monster who usually takes the form of Pennywise, the dancing clown. There, there we, go. we go. I thought maybe it was a like <laughs> I don't ABBA reference. Him dancing a lot, but like a dancing queen. <laughs> That's a different movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I anyway. don't know. Okay, so 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 so. 
they 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 says my name's my name's Nickelwise. Nickelwise. A dancing clown. Yeah. Uh he ends up stealing the soul of this kid dressed as Robin and Ralph is also there and he's like watch out he's spooky or something you know and then and then uh but they're they're saying he's a fun dancing clown but then when they turn around he's gone he, all that's there's balloons just three balloons are floating away so they each follow one of the balloons uh dot first goes into a bathroom and she looks into the mirror above the sink and then she sees herself as an old lady what do you think Dotto? like what you see cuteness fades but she likes that she's like oh you're gonna be a wonderful cat lady what there you are beautiful Ready to adopt some cats? Oh boy, am I! And uh, it, you know, Pennywise is not happy about that. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Wacko, who sees a whole feast, a buffet of food in front of him on on the table. So he starts eating all of it, but then it turns out that all the food is rubber plastic toys that just squeak, little squeaky toys that dogs chew on. Enough for you. No, no, what are you doing? It's plastic. It's plastic. <laughs> Wacko ends up eating Pennywise, who's a shape of a turkey. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he he doesn't care. He's just eating all the, the fake food anyways. And he's uh, whenever he hops, he makes a little squeaky noise. And that scares off Pennywise. So then we cut to Yakko, who's in an office building. And he's like, hey, this is great. And he starts making all these jokes to everything about like, hey, coffee maker, need some coffee? And, you know, I'm a fun guy. Uh, you know, jokes that aren't necessarily very good. No. But, um, <laughs> you know, he says it... Uh, uh, and no one's laughing, obviously, because no one's there. And then uh, the balloon pops, and he sees uh, he sees Pennywise. He's like, Nickel perfect. Just when I needed someone to clown around with. <laughs> Come on, man, say something. React. He's not laughing at any of these jokes, and it turns out Yakko's tongue is all tied up, and uh, he uh, starts losing his soul gets sucked in by Nickelwise, and right when it seems completely lost, that's when Dot and uh, Wacko come in. Dot pulls his tail, r- pulls his, uh, which pulls his soul back into his body and uh, knocks uh, Nickelwise over. And then they start, like, laughing around uh, Nickelwise, and it makes him uh, self-conscious, and he starts losing all his powers. Need a hand? <clears throat> Sorry, I mean, need a boost, little buddy. Uh, which is kind of similar to what happens in the movie It, um, because he gets his power from scaring people, like a Bogart or something from Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they end up chasing him all the way back to the sewers, um, and he, lo- he loses his clothes, and like, oh, it looks like he just disappeared. And it turns out, though, uh, uh, we got a, 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 a kind of a twist ending here, because Ralph's in the bathtub. He's like, Halloween can't get you in here, Ralph, with your flashlight. And he shines the flashlight on the uh, the, the little faucet and out pops uh, Nickelwise. It's scary. <laughs> and right, then and it ends with, like, yeah, Ralph just screaming in horror. Ralph in his, uh, in his little uh, uh, trailer. Trailer house. So Is that the same called. trailer house that he had in? I don't know. I didn't see Christmas his wife plots. there to help him out or anything. Yeah, or his, or his son. son. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Well, at any rate, there, there you go. 
Uh, I was a little disappointed that there was no like so- solution to this clown. He just he just kept doing bad stuff. Uh, but yeah. I suppose it's a spooky episode, and I, you can do that. Uh, so the reference, I mean, obviously the biggest one right there was it. Um, the, the you know the movie it. Um, uh, yeah, and I've not seen either version. Uh, <gasps> I know. I've only the seen... original. The original had Tim Curry and Jonathan Brandis. Um, Jonathan Brandis, if y'all remember, is from Sequest. Mm-hmm. Um, may he rest in peace. But Tim Curry is amazing as the clown. He's scary, scary, scary. See, and I remember that movie came out when I was in sixth, or that the I guess it was the TV uh, miniseries. Uh, it came out when I was in sixth grade, so it was probably like perhaps a perfect time for me to watch it. I know some of my other friends were watching it, but. Uh, uh, no, I had I had too many little brothers. Darn yeah, it! Would, they always ruined it for me. Good. Whenever I wanted to watch a something scary, uh, or <laughs> get the chance to be exposed to something scary, I could never do it because they ruined um, everything. It's based off a book, which is also scary. I've never read that book. I've seen the second half of the sec- the reboot. That's all you know. Well, the, the first half was better. Oh, was it with the little yeah. kids? Yeah, yeah, I just saw the old kids version. Yeah. You didn't see the Stranger Things part. No, uh, so. but they're in it too. They're in the second part too. Cause they're oh, like, yeah, Oh, right. we got to cut back and remember our Flashbacks. little younger selves. Yeah. Well, uh, the title is as well, uh, is a reference to, uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, which later became a movie. I've um, seen that. Oh, okay. you have seen that. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. Um, nothing really other than the title. I don't think is <laughs> no, there's nothing else. That's, uh, we mentioned the, the Marx brothers right there. Uh, very nice to see them dressed up as the characters that they are in many ways modeled after personality wise. Uh, Dot and Chico, eh, not, not, not quite as much, but I, I will say that, uh, Wacko does a gookie in this episode. That's which, true. Uh, the gookie is originated with, uh, Harpo, uh, who would do those kind of funny faces. So it was kind of cool to see Wacko doing a gookie dressed as Harpo marks. Um, I was actually actually just watching a full circle. Yeah, I was actually just watching a, some of Night of the Opera the other night, and God, Marx Brothers is so so funny. Um, I will say that the only kind of disappointing thing I had was you had Wacko. Oh, I'm sorry, Yakko uh, dressed up as Groucho, not telling telling jokes that just really weren't that funny in this one. <laughs> uh, you would think like you guys to really you know. You crank up the let's crank up the Groucho, and um, at one point he does kind of a little finger motion like he has a, a cigar in his uh, hand. But a lot of the jokes that Yakko was saying in this one really weren't, at least for me, weren't really hitting. Um, I don't know, but maybe that was because it was part of the clown's magic. I mean, because all the maybe. food that Wacko ate was chewy toys. Like plastic toys. Yeah, so, so maybe, maybe that's he was... why Yakko wasn't being funny. So okay, so therefore it's nothing was nothing was hitting because I guess I guess he was making that. Yakko that's tell like his bad fear. Jokes. His fear is like people not laughing at his jokes. Right, right. I yeah, think the whole Dot's idea of... afraid of not being cute, and Yakko's yes. afraid of not having food. I, I thought that the the whole idea of eating the fear was a, a little weird because it really felt like obviously he was eating their spirits uh, more than anything. Like he eats that, he sucks up that little boy's um, fear, I guess. But really, the you know, it looks like his ghost. And even like when he starts shrinking down at the end, 
he's you know sp- you know spitting out these little uh, ghosts. Out they look like mouth. Casper. The little Caspers are coming out, and it goes <laughs> it goes back into the little boy, and the boy says, "I've seen the beyond. I've seen the beyond." <laughs> and cute. and kind of like Ralph Wiggum or something. Yeah, like it did sound like Ralph too. Uh, and speaking of the Simpsons, of course, uh, Dot uh, did kind of the the crazy old cat lady. Yeah, she uh, sounded like Agnes or whatever, like Skinner's yeah. mom. But. Yeah, it was a little combination right there, but it was nice to see Tress McNeil doing the older Dot, um, which again didn't quite make sense because Dot is technically very old, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so her cuteness does not fade as uh, as Nickel Wise would. Uh, yeah, she's already almost a hundred years old. You know, she's ninety yeah. years old or something. So. I'll do. I, th- I do think it was kind of cool though when she when she swiped <laughs> swiped left, kind of yeah. Like, like the dating apps or something like that mm-hmm. going to the side. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. She does that on the mirror. Um, so, you know, there was some there was some good stuff going on. Um, but, but what did you guys think about this? What, what are some things that you thought were funny? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I thought it really felt like an old-fashioned um, Animaniacs episode where they were uh, annoying, you know, their, their arch nemesis, um, but not in a mean, cruel way, they were just being themselves. That's true. They were being kids. And yeah. while they did have mm-hmm. some weird, you know, uh, close-ups of their faces kind of laughing maniacally from his point of view. Uh, but again, it's kind of a show that he, he they're scaring him. But it, yeah. it, never, it never felt like they were trying to, you know be mean or anything yeah they're yelling like we want to be your friend like well let's play together you know yeah i really wish they could have called them or be our friend like maybe they you special friend yeah be our special friend they did they did give him a lot of different nicknames in it they called him uh let's see what did i write down nickel pie and nickel eyes uh nibble wide nickel wipe and knicker butt is some of the things they were calling him and there might be one or two more in there as well but uh they, they did call them those things, but Nathan, what did you what did you think of the uh, um, first one here? Yeah, it was fun. it's um I I I like that it had a a theme to this episode of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I had seen that movie, or at least half of a movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I got some of the references to it, which was nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't know, I I overall enjoyed it. Um. I did. I was a little sad that Yakko's jokes aren't funny, but I like Kelly's uh, theory that yeah. it's all just. But even the even the beginning though, like when he's like he says Halloweeners and he goes, "Good night, yeah. everybody." And I was like, "That it's." He- I don't like that if Yakko says "Good night, everybody" to his own joke. You, you can't say like it's like Michael yeah. Scott walking in and saying like, "Uh, you got to put your mouth on that." Uh, oh. That's what she said. Yeah, it's like it doesn't balloons? count if you like, say it. And yeah, you, you can't say the <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess some folks just aren't Halloweeners. Get out, everybody! So if Wacko said, <laughs> "Oh, look at all the Halloweeners," uh, he would that it would be funnier if he said "Good night, everybody." After that, um, yeah. So I, I just don't think they wrote Yakko as good as they should have. I think yeah. Yakko was dis- done a disservice in this one because uh, everything else looked pretty good. I, I did like that they uh, addressed uh, Wacko's fear of clowns. Yeah, just- even though mm-hmm. it just kind of 
trashed, tossed yeah. up for this for this case because you can't least, necessarily have Wacko be scared the entire. Yeah, long. exactly. I, I'm sure they were like, "Oh, we can't do this episode because Wacko's a and like." Oh, but it was just... nice they acknowledged it. Yeah, for I'd continuity. Yeah, I'd rather they say something about like, and "Hey, did, aren't you afraid of clowns?" Like, yeah, and they did it in the poltergeist thing at the very beginning mm-hmm. too. So you know, they, the clownophobia is is still there. Uh, it's just uh, you know, and, it's ironically when it's a very very creepy clown, it doesn't affect him. <laughs> well, like there was, we were talking even when we were talking about the original show because before the clownophobia episode, they're in a giant hot air balloon that's shaped as a giant clown, and we're like. I like did yeah, something happen with it this balloon? In the, like in the original series, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before the clownophobia, before yeah. Clown so they didn't know it was. Uh, <laughs> and maybe Wacko. It wasn't canon Maybe Wacko didn't realize the balloon was a clown. When or he, maybe something terrible happened on that balloon ride that caused him to have fear of clowns. <laughs> that's, that's where it all started. <laughs> all, when they left the when they left the camera, the camera pans so, away. Just bad just happened. acknowledging continuity is just nice. So okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, the I did have one question, and maybe you guys know the the office that Yakko goes into. It says two mm-hmm. R. Where the yeah, w- I, saw I noticed that. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. Is it? Like, I, I was thinking like a, maybe it was like maybe it's a stage number like two R, but that doesn't even make any sense because it's like it's it's the Warner Brothers logo, and so yeah. anybody out there, if you know what two R is. If maybe what? it's a reference to it, something in it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because there was lots of, they did lots of references to it, like plenty of. Like they says, hey, wacky. Instead yeah, of, hey, instead of hi, 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 Georgie. hi Georgie. And say, hi, yeah. wacky, yeah. The whole candy walking, going into the sewers, like almost. The balloon. The balloons. Yeah, like the there's balloons. so many things that are. Yeah. So if you're a big fan of it, then you got like, oh man, there's so many things. And whoever so. did the wiki. Uh, was apparently a big fan of this episode because they put a lot of stuff in There's the description of this episode. Seven paragraphs or something. <laughs> wow. Of- With animated GIFs and and everything. Or GIFs, whatever you want to say. Animated pictures uh, all in there. So whoever did the wiki, boy, oh boy, good job. You really you went all out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read it all yet, but I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it all either. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> they 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 wrote an entire script again. Okay, but just a summary. Um, I, I I will say one other weird kind of disappointment. But I guess Ralph was with that little boy dressed as Robin. If he's dressed as Batman, or maybe it's just a coincidence. It might know. be a coincidence. But uh, but Ralph didn't have the Batman symbol on, <laughs> like. It's like, well, that's probably cost more money to get a Batman but, symbol on here. I guess he went to the generic store. Yeah, just got he got bat suit guy, um, bat man. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know, bat person. <laughs> yeah, uh, with no Batman symbol on it. So poor Ralph, he can't afford it. Okay. Some said it couldn't be done. Some said it shouldn't be done. But the host of the Animaniacast said, we're doing it anyway. That's right. It's the Animaniacast Patreon page. After more than four years of podcasting about Animaniacs, the Animaniacast is asking for you to become a patron and pledge your support. Your support not only helps cover the cost of podcast hosting, but it also gives you an opportunity to receive some exciting rewards. Some rewards include behind-the-scenes audio and video, voting rights that determine which episodes the Animaniacast will cover, video chats with the host of the show, Animaniacs vinyl decals sent right to your home, 
and much, much more, including exclusive episode commentaries from the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. For more information, go to patreon.com slash Animaniacast. Let's go ahead and get to our next segment. It's a Pinky in the Brain segment. It's called Bride of Pinky. This is Pinky, and you're listening to Animaniacast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world. Narf. And Bride of Pinky was written by Greg White and Wellesley Wilde. It was directed by Katie Rice. Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Bride of Pinky? Okay. It's um basically a parody of Frankenstein. And the brain creates a monster to, uh, he wants to uh, scare the village. <laughs> it's, it's funny because Pinky, Pinky shows up and um, he's like basically looted the dead. And, you know, he says it's amazing how much stuff the dead, dead leave behind. Um, but he tells Brainenstein that it's a beautiful castle and, and pink and I'm sorry, brain goes, you know, I, Oh yes. I only employed the, the top masons, those schooled in the latest techniques of wall stone craft. By the way, I've probably been in here a thousand times, but I'm always amazed at how beautiful your castle is. Thank you, Pico. I employed only the top masons, those schooled in the latest techniques of wall stone craft. <laughs> this is funny because, um, the author of the book Frankenstein is Mary Shelley, but her mother was named Mary Wollstonecraft. Oh, and yeah. So her mother was a, a feminist and a writer. And um, so um, I think Mary Shelley's full name was like Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin. I think um, so. And then she got married to Percy Bysshe Shelley, and then she became Percy. Um, I'm sorry, Mary Shelley, and so that's how people know her as. I was wondering why he made it, why he had to emphasize that. I was just like, okay, Stonecraft, okay, got it, whatever. Yes, but very cool. <laughs> yes. Um. So, um, <laughs> Pinky uh, falls in love with the the monster. It's a it's a female monster. And she's made up of all these different pieces and components. And he calls her Drusilla because that was the name he saw on a tombstone. And uh, <laughs> so it's like an old-fashioned kind of name. Um, of course, it makes me think of Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which uh. is also spooky. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and Pinky's absolutely infatuated. And uh, he he tells her, you know, Elefante, you know, so I think he's trying to say Enchante. Yes. Isn't she horrible? Yes. Horribly beautiful. What? Hello, I'm Pigor. <coughs> Elefante. I shall call you Drusilla, because it's a girl name I saw on a gravestone. But, uh... There's this whole little bit where uh, there's a song about lakes are fun and they're they're uh, on a boat in the lake and splashing in the lake and
is, you know, it's that soft romantic lighting and kind of fuzzy and, and this, this little romantic interlude and Brainenstein gets mad at Pigor, which is Pinky slash Igor. And uh, he says, you have befouled my creature with your soft and imbecilic heart. So then he decides he has to create another monster. And meanwhile, Pinky has asked Drusilla to marry him. And Brandenstein is says, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. You know, we'll have the whole village here. They're going to be plied with meat and romantic feelings. And, you know, then, you know, they'll all be here so I can take over them. And uh, the wedding's happening. Brain didn't want to attend, Brandenstein. But uh, the monster Drusilla tied him to her bouquet, so he really had no choice. And uh, Drusilla's last name happens to be Salmagundi. And Pinky said, I didn't know you were Italian. And Brain says, well, actually, it's just the spleen and the feet, which I thought was really (laughs) funny. And uh, then when she takes her veil off, because she's all dressed up for the wedding, uh, the villagers decide you know get that mob mentality you know kill the beast she's a monster get out of your pitchforks i brought my pitch spark oh stop trying to make pitch sporks happen dave then a woman says well you know we shouldn't judge a book by its cover and then someone else says what's a book you know this is a book kill it kill it with fire <laughs> and so they destroy the book you know they're, they're they just don't know much and um then they start attacking Brainenstein because ever since he's moved into the neighborhood, he's brought property values down. And then he says, next thing you know, you'll accuse me of driving up the interest rates. And somebody's like, I've got a thatched roof cottage I'm trying to flip. We're settling this once and for all. I've got a thatched roof cottage I'm trying to flip. Brainenstein and Pigor run up the stairs and um, flip the switch to... Uh, bring to life the second monster but the wrong switch gets flipped first and all these balloons come down which were supposed to be for the father-daughter dance so then they flip the other switch that says (laughs) monster and the second monster comes to life and he's got like long flowing hair and so drusilla sees him and falls madly in love you know he waves his hair about you know he's like fabio or something and um so they start kissing (laughs) sort of weirdly and they got tentacles now and all sorts of weird stuff and um then they uh he carries the new monster carries Drusilla out the window and then they like lie in pieces on the 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 ground and they're still alive because they're still kind of dead brain bless his heart tries to be uh sympathetic and um you know he he actually does say "I'm, i'm sorry pinky but be Pigor, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, if it makes you feel better, the average lifespan of the laboratory monster is three months at best. So <laughs> it was going to end in tragedy anyways. Either way, it would have ended in unbearable tragedy. Such is the nature of life, I suppose. Suffering and then darkness. <laughs> and Pinky's like, you're not really helping. But it was really sweet because Brain brought him like this little thimble full of um, some kind of drink. And um, so he's trying to make him feel better. And that was it. Some cheese-flavored wine, perhaps, or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I just looked up the word Salmagundi. 
And it's a it's it like a, food or something. It's food. Right? It's a, a dish of chopped meat, anchovies, eggs, onions, and seasoning. So yeah, it's it, it it's a it's just a big old dish of just stuff, <laughs> kind of like cold cuts and everything that you would just yeah yeah. I would I don't I was not I was I was not hungry looking at the Pinky's Bride though. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk about some of the references. Obviously, you got the you got the Frankenstein, you got the Bride of Frankenstein uh, in there. Um, I don't really think that. I mean, the Warners showed up in it, which was kind of cool. Uh, they did their, I guess that was their first uh, cameo in another uh, cartoon in this reboot. Uh, well, there haven't been many others besides Pinky the Brain, so <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, I believe Brain calls them layperson. Detritus, I believe. Uh, lay person, obviously, I think, you know, another word for just a common person. And then detritus is, uh, it means waste. So it's just like, you know, waste of humans or human waste stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, at any rate, uh, let's see. Uh, there was, uh, some, some interesting, I guess, uh, possible film, uh, references right there, especially with forced perspective. Uh, at one point, Brain is, it looks like he's just as big as Yeah, I was confused about that. Oh, and my. I was, I mean, it was in the trailer. And when we saw the trailer, I thought, oh, that's interesting. They have a, a human, or at least part human monster looking to be the same size of, as Brain. How are they going to do that? And no, it's not. It's just, uh, Brain's really close. Yeah. At first I put, oh, it's a good use of forced perspective. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I don't even know if it necessarily works. It's more of an interesting use of forced perspective than anything. Uh, Because (laughs) it turns out that, no, she is very big uh, compared to them. And uh, it's just just, the camera was just at a good angle right there to make it look like they're the right size. Same size, I mean. Um, Yeah, that, that was, that was, oh, there was one little, there was a musical. Uh, reference I, I noticed. Uh, there's a few little things that I know the Bernsteins put in when uh, they're in church. I heard a couple hymns that uh, I would sing in church, but when the new monster and uh, the new Frankenstein monster and the Pinky's the bride, bride, of, yeah, yeah. bride of Selma Gundy, yeah. whatever, <laughs> uh, is uh, <laughs> they start kissing, the song uh, that plays is I love you truly, which I remember from hearing from It's a Wonderful Life. And that was in there. So I was like, oh, cool. I always like it when I hear like uh, old classic songs and I actually recognize them. <laughs> uh, which, as we said before, when we had the Bernsteins on, somebody really needs to just, you know, the music nuts out there, really, you know, those music guys. Um, they need to go out and, and figure out a wiki for all the references of those because there's a well, lot they can of add, Just add it to the current wiki. Yeah, add it know. to the current wiki. Put a, you don't have to create section. a new wiki. Yeah, yeah just no, add the music no, section. No, I want an Animaniacs music wiki. It'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be kind of like, uh, anyway. Uh, what are some things that you thought were cool in this uh, cartoon? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I liked how mostly supportive brain was i mean like he didn't want to go to the wedding but he was still saying like yeah just get him bruschetta and some uh <laughs> stuff mushrooms <laughs> yeah like it's fine yeah um i i wonder if the father daughter dance would that have been with brain and Drusilla? that is a good question i guess it would have been i guess it right? would have been brain and drusilla yeah and he did kind of walk her down the aisle 
I mean, sort of. He was also the best man. <laughs> he was the best man, and he did I'm walk her say down the aisle. Father uh, of the bride. I'll against say it. his wishes, he walked her down the aisle. And um, uh, I think they are technically married, right? I mean, like they had did, witnesses. Did they finish it? I don't think they. The only thing the they ceremony. didn't do was kiss, but I don't think you have to actually kiss to be married. Did oh. they say I do? They did. Oh no! Right, and they said, "Now I now pronounce you mice, mouse, and That's true." Because that was the whole thing in Princess Bride. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. didn't say it, you didn't do it. Oh, man and wife. I'm pretty sure they did. Although, of course, <laughs> Drusilla can't say any words. So it was just a word, you know. <laughs> well, it was an dead. acknowledgement well, of. Well, she's dead anyway. And also. You could be was, affirmative. Yeah. Also, the alternate universe where Pinky and the Brain are <laughs> mad scientists. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think we need to worry. Like, sure. Well, sure, I he got think married. He also said, that's my wife. Which is could be uh, something like the fugitive, or <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to think of things they say that. Sure, that's my what John Mulaney says it in his stand up and okay, uh, uh, and that's what it reminded me of. I, and I, so, I, therefore, I think, they're married. <laughs> I think I figured out the the claw, the big giant paw that she has. That they put the ring on. Is that a sloth? Uh, paw, perhaps it kind of maybe. I kept, I kept yeah, I thought it that. was a sloth when I first saw it. Yeah, I was but. looking at that, going, "What animal is that thing?" It should, you know, it's, it's really grotesque. She's got a bare foot. I don't even know what her mouth is, though. Yeah, like a dragon, a, like a, a lizardish thing. Yeah, yeah, with a monkey foot on one thing, and you said, "What was the other one?" I saw a chimpanzee f- foot on one thing, and and, and then uh, and then she has like a a bird for her other arm. Yeah, right, like it's almost like arm. a wing. Like yeah, a chicken wing, wing without feather. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was for it. And there wasn't too much gross stuff in it. There's there was, I don't know. The I rib think cage and the finger, the rib cage, off. finger coming off the mouth, coming off and then jumping out of the window and feet coming out of the window and brains trying to during the lakes are fun song. So there was like, there was a handful of gross things, but at least it's like in a Halloween episode. Exactly. I guess, That's is... why I think it was forgiving a lot of it. Cause it was just like, even though I was like, Ugh, like I put all caps gross when they, she hugged the villagers or something and they went into the rib cage. Yeah. Like, That's gross. I didn't like that. Um, uh, I did like, however, when <laughs> the brain said, I think he had to go make another monster. Or he has to pull the switch and then he goes again. Yeah, I really and like he his. Turns around and just with this crazy face, I just and lightning strikes yeah. thunder. <laughs> that was cool uh, and funny. Yes, and funny. It was cool and funny. Doctor Brennenstein, you're my best man. No, Pico, I must stay here to flip the switch and bring life to my horrible creation again. Right. Uh, Kelly, any anything else in this sheet you liked? I thought it was funny when uh, Brain refer to Pigor's um, inexplicable Cockney accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was a, there was a lot of lot of good stuff in this uh, in this one right here. Uh, well, it all closes off with one more segment, and it's called "Things That Go Bump in the Night." And now, things that go bump in the night. <laughs> And Things That Go Bump in the Night was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. And it was directed again by Katie Rice. And in Things That Go Bump in the Night, it's, well, it's a, it's a bunch of different monsters. I think there might be seven of them, perhaps. Looking at the closed captioning, I think, I think they, they went up to seven, perhaps. Uh, the, you know, it's these different 
monsters that are bumping into each other and uh, saying, hey, stop bumping into me and stop licking me or or keep licking me or stuff like that. It's all really kind of weird and gross. Um, you know, some of us don't have tails. Don't hear us bragging about it. Oh, wow. Look who showed up and decided to be passive aggressive. There's not much to it, um, but there's a really cool Vincent Price impression uh, from the narrator who we believe is probably Maurice LaMarche, although it's not uh, said in the credits. But um, it was, I would think, it was kind of spooky-ish. It had, I guess these are technically new characters. (laughs) It has nothing to do (laughs) with uh, either of the other Animaniac segments, uh, other than it's spooky. I don't um, think these will be returning characters. I do not think so. so. Um, <laughs> I don't think so at all. But it really did feel like, yeah, this is this is the variety show aspect thing that uh, when we saw interviews with the uh, showrunners and stuff, they were saying that they liked about the idea about doing Animaniacs was a variety show thing. And this definitely did feel like a variety show skit kind of thing. Again, not necessarily anything I'd see in I would think I'd see in a an Animaniacs episode, but it was it was nice, I guess. Um what did you guys like this at all? Uh K- Kelly, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean it was okay. It was kinda different. Nathan? Yeah, I mean it was fine. It, it's yeah, like as you're saying, as you're watching it, you'd like if someone put it on, I'd be like, "Is this Animaniac?" I wouldn't think that <laughs> yeah, right away. Exactly, obviously, not at but, all. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it or anything. So yeah, it's, you're it's, just uh, like, oh, okay, it's like, oh, it's cute. It reminded me hear... of like oh, uh, Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman going around. And oh just, yeah, you see like, his eyes. Yeah, I forgot my head like glasses. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Man, I remember watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure and that in that part where he puts on his headlight glasses and he puts and <laughs> they show all the animals around him. We would yeah. put that little part on on pause just to see the majority of the animals were all stuffed. Yeah, there's taxidermy. so many stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taxidermy animals. There's like some live <laughs> raccoons they put in there or something. But for the most yeah. part, it was just a bunch of dead animals. But it was a yeah. See, now I like this one more. I wish they turned on the light. That would have been honestly, oh, yeah. See, that's what they should. Well, honestly, it makes that's me what they enjoy it. Done. Just thinking of that movie, yeah. Just. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear anybody say that the reboot doesn't have filler in it, though, because this really did. It kind of felt like eh, a little bit of filler. Yeah, um, I mean, they they could have cut it, and no one would have known. It obviously, seems so. <laughs> like to me like they could have put in the they could have switched the segments around a little bit, drop this one, and then instead it close with. Uh, the Warners uh, t- being terrorized by Dracula uh, from a few episodes back. Oh, yeah. That would have been a better closer, I think. I think so, too. I, as nice as this one was, it just didn't really feel like it necessarily belonged in Animaniacs. Uh, so it just it was it was fine, but it was just eh. <laughs> well, uh, I guess let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Oh, I forgot one thing before we get to our water tower rating. The brain, Kelly, did you mention this? That he says iconoclast? I'm an iconoclast. Oh, no, I didn't, but I, I noticed that. Yes. The only menace here is you, Dr. Brainenstein. I'm not a menace. I'm an iconoclast. From Puppet Rulers, of course, from the original. So uh, that was that was nice right there. Anyway, 
out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs Reboot? <laughs> Nathan, let's start with you. Me? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with four and a half because there's a theme. There's it's I, I'm taking off half a thing because it's it was a little gross at times. But overall, it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, I liked there was some very funny parts in Pinky in the Brain and the it was kind of scary. It was a little bit scary, actually. I, when Penny, when Nickelwise comes out at the end, it's a little bit of a, a jump. I'm sure there's someone in the world that was really scared of that, you would think. And uh, Poltergeist <laughs> at the beginning uh, is cute. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, four and a half. All right. Kelly, what about you? I will give it four. Um I mean, there was no Spielberg in it, mm. but but there was Poltergeist, which was Spielberg adjacent. Um, but yeah, it, it had a running theme. The the Warner siblings segment felt very old school. Felt like the Warners we we first were introduced to way back when. Um, it was a good segment. Um, Pinky in the Brain was really strong and had a lot of great lines. And just from beginning to end, it, it was a pretty strong episode. One of one of the best. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is uh, I, this might be I was I still haven't seen the last two episodes of the, the reboot, but this might be unless the last two are really, really good. I think this might be my favorite one of the first season of the reboot. Um, it's it had a strong theme. Uh, I will take it off a little bit because I don't think Yakko was as funny as he should have been. Um, and I just, I didn't like how the clown wasn't really affected that much at the end. He was still going around and yeah, I know it's a Halloween episode and spooky wookie and all that stuff, but (laughs) come on, I I need some, I need a nice clear cut ending to this. You just uh, wanted Mr. Clown the whole, you know, that that would have been helpful too. Boy, they have Mr. Clown, uh, think about giving it five. <laughs> I mean, if Mr. Clown was able to scare Nickelwise away once and for all, now that would have been a five star one for me. But uh, definitely from the reboot, this has been the best so far. I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I just had little problems with the, of the tone here and there. But um, it was, like you guys said, definitely the closest we've gotten to an original episode of this. Of, with the reboot so it's a good job well let's go ahead and get to some contact information uh nathan where can people find you online me uh yes. i'm on twitter joey uh Django ft that's me all right and kelly what about you i'm also on twitter yoda princess y-o-d-a p-r-n-c-s-s or email me kelly at bigshinyrobot.com all right, and as for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and of course over on Discord. If you're in, into the Discord stuff, you can uh, get a welcome link to our RetroZap Discord group by going to discord.animaniacast.com, and that'll take you straight on over to the RetroZap uh, Discord group, where you can talk about Animaniacs or really anything else pop culture that you'd like with a bunch of really awesome, positive people, including writers and podcasters from RetroZap. And if you are an Animaniacast super fan, 
then you should probably head on over to patreon.com slash animaniacast and become a patron. That way you can get access to bonus audio from us every week, as well as the creator's commentary series, where we go over each episode of the original Animaniacs episodes with Tom Ruger, the creator of Animaniacs himself. It's all been a lot of fun. We've been finding out a lot of cool stuff, and we've been getting a lot of good feedback from our patrons who seem to be enjoying it. So if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Prepare to be overtaken! for the father-daughter dance.